Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the left Kit Kat to my right Kit Kat. It's Eric Ronenbeck. Eric, Ooh, how you doing, buddy? Everybody loves Kit Kat, including this podcast. Yeah, but do you love right? Which do you like better, right Kit Kat or left Kit Kat? To be honest, thinking about it, I always go left. Okay. All right. Do you? So you break the Kit Kat? Yes. I don't. I'm not like you, Nathan. No one's. No <laughs> one's like you. We're not. We're not I like, secret psychopaths. I like to maintain eye complete eye contact while I bite it and try to get like three, maybe three of the bars halfway eaten in the first bite, and then have people like just looking at me like I. Like I'm crazy. It's just such a great feeling. It's yeah. the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, when it's not uh, Halloween candy season, we'll talk about the string cheese and how <laughs> it's also an abomination, probably. I, I don't bite the string cheese. I I, I peel it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have I have I have some lines. Okay, I have some lines. But but uh, no, we were talking in my class. I often put like questions like, "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" or like you know stuff like that 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 can uh, kind of be. Uh, controversial yeah uh, on the board and then i always take the more controversial side like yes pineapple belongs on pizza yes a hot dog is a sandwich do you think a hot dog is a sandwich eric i do and i pose that to people all the time you had that like five years ago and people will say something and i'll say hey is a hot dog a sandwich and i'll leave the room and i'll come back like 10 minutes later and they're still talking about it do do, ask them this one next time ask them are pop tarts breakfast ravioli (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a stretch and it's a leading question (laughs) <laughs> but are they are they no. are they breakfast ravioli no because i really don't think especially a, you with someone a, who has kids you know uh, i don't think that frosting and sugary sugary oh, filling so, is breakfast so a s'mores not a sandwich s'mores is a sandwich but it's not breakfast oh, okay all right fair, fair enough okay uh let's get let's get into uh, let's get into it um we are gonna we're gonna bring a new segment into play here eric we are what we're gonna do is um I was thinking, and I, I know like uh, Josh Cashman asked for like salty Denver Broncos fans on Twitter, and I have I have quite a few of these saved up. These I would call them a long form Reddit posts that I think are really funny uh, because they just have the salt. They're the saltiest Broncos fans, and they're mostly from before the season. Okay, I don't think it's funny right now. Okay, it's not that funny. Like they're they're just sad. Okay, and they're and rightfully so, right? They're just sad now, and they should be sad. Their team is not playing very well. Their quarter-billion-dollar quarterback is hurt, and they're probably going to hand over a top-10 draft pick two years in a row to the Seattle Seahawks and a top-10 second-round pick. Not not ideal for any any franchise. They should be, they should be upset, and here's why I'm not going to feel bad for them, though, is because the, I have some classy Broncos fans who are like, so sorry that we, you lost Russell, but we're so excited. And for them, I haven't said anything. But the trolls, the people that See, are just like, and and that's that's the post that I've been saving, Eric. Yes, you nailed it. I have been saving the the trolls so we can dunk on them. So this is a segment we're gonna bust out probably every week. You know, I'm gonna try to bust it out every week. But this segment is called uh is called a uh, idiot Broncos fan. So here, we- <laughs> I don't know. I, I I didn't write down a name in the show notes. So here we go though. This this post comes to you. Um, 90 days ago, okay, 90 days ago on Reddit by the Ur Dragon. So that's almost three months ago, about, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I live out in Seattle, and I've never seen such a bunch of know nothing, salty, petty jackasses in one fan base. It's hilarious, to be honest. I've never, I've heard all of the following lately Broncos have bad wide receivers, 
Broncos will miss the playoffs and be last in the NFC West. Coach Pete and a rebuild were the right choice over trying to make Russell happy in Seattle. Russ was never even that good, etc., etc. It's like, first of all, you're just adorable because you forgot you're the Seahawks. Your franchise is in the bottom 10 when it comes to all-time rep in the NFL. That's not even up for debate. Russ can be corny, but you know what's cornier? Wearing 12 jerseys that say fan on them for the 12th man, which, by the way, you stole from a college fan base that stole it from someone else. But hey, what else can we do but get ready to watch our awesome, complete football team kick some ass this year and watch Seattle clowns be clowns? It's going to be so funny when they're about 3-8 and eight and we're cruising towards the playoffs. What, what will they say then? I don't know for sure. I just know they'll be the worst takes you've ever heard in your life. Man, that did not age very well in a, in a short lifespan. Hey, the Ur Dragon has not posted on Reddit in 17 days, and he was a very frequent poster prior, prior to that. So, uh, well, he's if the you're out there, Broncos if you're out there, ride of Twitter. If you're out there, buddy, Broncos country. Let's <laughs> ride. Jeez. Hey, man, Russ, Russ uh, I, grew real wise and stopped saying that. Good for you, Russ. Yeah. He's I've I've uh I've 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 wanted a way to address the uh the bronc the situation without uh but I I want to just dunk on these people these people that were so confident that they were right and everyone else was wrong. Um, hey, I yeah, it goes just, back to what I said 2010, uh, where the year before the the Broncos we gave them our second round pick for their first round pick the next year, and I remember on. Uh, Field goals. Ended, up, ended up being the 14th overall. Yeah, which too. we got Earl Thomas with, which is like all time one of my favorite Seahawks ever. But in, you know, field goals, there was some guy who just did some big op-ed about, sorry guys, but we're the best team and you're not going to be in the playoffs. Your your run is over. And uh yeah, it just feels good to shut the haters up. Yeah, it's just it's funny that they were so confident that they were uh that they were right. And uh yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We all we all love walking up to any kind of Russell Wilson slander post at this point and just kind of throwing in our two cents, uh, doing a little dance on his on his grave. Especially this podcast uh, when we always we always talk about what was what was missing in Russell's game. It's not just sour sour grapes. It's people who I, watch. I think too, like it, it's it's easy to like excuse a guy when he's your guy, you know. So like yeah. all that corniness and stuff, you just kind of like let it go. You're like, yeah, man, it, it hurts my bones when he does the danger witch thing, but <laughs> it, it it's okay. He's our and then and then now he's not our dude, and it's like, oh yeah, that, yeah, that is. I can hate that now. That's so nice to be able to no more Mister Unlimited. That. I don't have to ignore it anymore. Oh, it's alter ego, Mister, 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 Mister. What what so what's the way the voice changes when he does that too? He starts off like Mister 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 Unlimited. It's like okay, all right. yeah, he's. It's like it's like whoa, dude, calm calm down. Okay, anyway, that you know what? That's enough. The Seahawks played an excellent game of football this week, and we got to start with none other than that guy who's got that dog in him. K nine, Kenneth Walker the third. Eric, uh, your boy. Yes. The guy that I had faith in since the beginning, and it's not a, not a, not a fluke. Um, what do you want to talk about, man? Well, let's start with this: twenty-three rushing attempts for one hundred and sixty-eight yards. But amazingly, a hundred and twenty-five of those yards came after first contact. Yes. This guy had five yards of ten or more rushes. Of course, the seventy-four yard uh, dunking. Just one hundred and eight yards on breakaway rush attempts. Made seven first downs, two touchdowns. This, I mean, he was just incredible. Uh, out there running the football his weakness in his game is receiving 
And I do not think we've seen much that he he's not improving in that area yet. Now, do you think um, so? Do you think that maybe we're just not giving him a fair shot at receiving? Because everyone well, says he has pretty good hands, and then practices in college, he could catch the ball. Right, but you see him block, and you're like, <laughs> oh, "This is this is why they don't let him out here on the old the old pass plays because he is." Uh, um, if we want Gino to get injured, it's a good idea to let him block. A yes, lot. it's true. It's, he is not. He is not. Um, he has the size of Travis no, Homer, no, but you. not the not the nerve. He's just not. He's not very willing. It seems like, and that that's something that will come over time as he gains confidence. But like right now, he just kind of, I don't know, kind of gets in the way, and he's not. He's not a real polished uh, run blocker or pass blocker yet. And that's a skill set that most guys develop throughout their career or they don't. And they just end up being Nick Chubb. Well, you know? and it, that's exactly what nothing, Sean Alexander had too. He was not very good at pass blocking. And so you never saw him go out unless it was a screen pass. Right. Mac, uh, we put Mac strong in on the Correct. obvious passing downs yeah. at running back. And I, I think Kenneth Walker could have that kind of career, right? Where he's just, he's out there on the rundowns and when it, when it's time, when it's third and nine or third and eight, you got to take him off the field. You got to put your DJ Dallas out there or your, uh, your, I don't know who else we have. Who's left? Who's, who's not? Hurt? <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be DJ Dallas again. It's gonna. It's gonna be DJ Dallas. Which, that's hey, it. Awesome. That's all that's left. DJ Dallas. I mean, this is a guy when we we drafted him in preseason. I was like, you know, he's got. I don't want to say he's Marshawn Lynch, but he's got a little bit of Marshawn in him. And early in the season, I was like, I hope no one remembers that take. And now, like, uh, yeah. he is he is showing up. He's he's been a very good third down back. He broke three tackles in this game on just six carries, but got and got 35 yards on those carries. Nice little change of pace back. And and same thing. If he can pass block, uh, he's he's going to find his way onto the football field. Yes, um, that's because he we're going to need him to do a little of that now in this game. I think we only had running backs pass blocking like four times or something. So so it's not like it wasn't like a, a thing <laughs> that happened. We had <laughs> we mostly had our running backs just run routes, which maybe that's the solution, too, is you take. You use the running back as like an outlet so that that way you don't have to don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we had one running back pass block in this game. So, OK, interior of offensive line. We got to talk about it. We got to address it. it's the elephant in the room. Jake Curran came into the game, played 10 snaps. Um, what do you think look, his pro football focus rating was, Eric? Did you look? No, no, I don't. I don't look at the PFF. I used to. And then it was fun to just Kevin always to, deep dive. So it's always good to take a guess. I'm going to guess a. 10 snaps. That, that's, uh, 10. It can't be that 10 bad, can it? Well, it's 10 pass, 10 pass blocking snaps. 32? What? I'm asking you, what is his pass blocking grade? Just his pass blocking, not his rushing grade. Just the, just the pass I'll just go, I'll, I'll go in the mid-20s. I'll stick it around his, that 20, 32. His pass point. blocking grade in this game was 0.0. 0. Was it really that bad? On the 14 rushes, he got a 50. So, you know, that's still bad, but it's not as bad. Um, yeah. So in the in the pass blocking on his 10 snaps, he allowed a sack, a hit and a hurry like he was not doing not doing well in the pass game. I mean, the, there was the the slow motion spin move that beat him for the sack. That, that was, was hurt. That was hurtful. Yeah, that was like it. that was the worst one. I felt like the pressure he gave up early. Um, I don't know. That's that's almost there. The <laughs> I don't I don't know if that position is is really worth salvaging right now. If we're just going to have to put a potato in there. I don't know. Maybe an actual washing machine. Damian Lewis played pretty good at left guard, and I thought Haynes was playing well. I thought the line was just playing well in general, and then Curran came in, and it, it definitely threw them off. Maybe with a week in the uh, to to settle in, if if Haynes is is seriously hurt, they'll be able to 
Curran will be able to play a little better, not getting thrown in. I do feel like tackle is his more natural position, though. Yeah, it's not. And it's not a. It'd be good to have him for depth, you know, because you never know when you're going to need depth, especially in a 17 game season. But I we always talk about the offensive line and how if you get that one awesome anchor piece, it can elevate the whole line. But on the flip side, if you have just someone who's really bad at position, which Curran, I don't know if he's bad or if he's just really doesn't know how to play it. Uh, Gabe Jackson is bad. It's not going to drag the whole line down, but you're definitely going to have a big chink in the armor. You know, you're going to have that weak spot that anyone can, you know, attack at any time. I feel like part of the reason Curran's around is because the Seahawks like his versatility, but I just think he might be just a tackle. That versatility might be a fool, fool's gold, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Phil Haynes has a concussion, so we'll see if he can get out of protocol by the time we play um, our next game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, let's let's stay on the offense. We got to talk Geno Smith, Eric. Still the storylines, the storylines around Geno coming into the season. I think um, we kind of said we knew what he was. Were we wrong about that? Did we not know who Geno Smith was? Yeah, hundred percent wrong. There's no other way to look at it. Like uh, in the flip side to the whining about Dallas, or I'm sorry, Denver fans. Um, Anyone who said that Gino was going to be this good outside of Pete Carroll, I'm going to give Pete Carroll the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Steve, Stephen Ruiz and Michael Shondegar, those guys were Gino believers, and I I respect them for that. Like that, that is like that's that is it's hard to be on the corner of a what is Gino 32? Yes, 32 year old journeyman <laughs> quarterback who has not really ever in his career flashed you know big upside. He's flashed game manager plus upside. But nothing like what he's doing now. Well, I don't. I have a lot of respect for Sean Michael Duggar, but I it kind of felt like optimism when I heard that take. So now I can look back and say, like, yeah, he knew what he was talking about. But for the most part, none of us saw it coming, and I don't see how there's any way you could say this. Yeah, this I can see it now because he never showed that before. In now, Pete this week, Pete with the all time quote, um, what did he say? Uh, you guys thought we were effing crazy. I mean, yeah, and the thing is, people did. A lot of people dunked on the Seahawks for having a Geno Smith, Drew Locke quarterback competition, for never really making a serious run at Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield, which like, like Still obviously, glad about that. yeah. We, I mean, I think we all said like, we'll take Baker for free. We'll take, we'll take, we'll take, uh, we'll take G- Jimmy G for free. I was always on the for free corner, right? But like, also on this podcast, we talked about how. You know, they're they're really making it look like they're giving Gino a chance. So when they give it to Drew Locke, it looks like Gino got a shot. We talked about this in the preseason, like, Gino, you're burnt. You're done. Uh, I mean, P keeps saying, oh, Drew Locke's nipping at his heels, right? It's not like. uh, Yeah, I think that was just (laughs) maybe a little push. But, you know, here's here's the thing. Okay, for me, is that through two weeks, I was like, well, the Seahawks are playing okay. We just t- we just came off a bad loss to San Francisco, but we beat Denver. We're not the worst team, but like Gino, he was averaging five point two yards per. Uh, our, his average at the target was five point two yards. He was averaging just under seven yards per attempt. He had two touchdowns versus one interception. He was completing a lot of his passes, but it felt like Pete did not want to let him throw anything long, like just no. the long passes off the table. And then in week three against Atlanta, yes, we lost the game, but he decided. He was going to take the reins off of Geno a little bit, starting to loosen up. Average at the target went up to 9.8. He's averaged over seven yards in attempt. He looked really good. And then after that, since then, it's just been, you know, Geno can just run whatever. The whole off- the whole field is open. Geno can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. And 
some of the problems with Gino are still there. He holds the ball pretty long. Uh, his time to throw is, is not like super short, uh, but we have really good tackles so he can kind of make up for that. And he has a good feel for stepping up in the pocket as opposed to just like, you know, doing a 360 and and trying to run like, like, like the old guy. So, so Gino, Gino does a good job. And I, I think it's, it's not, um, he's not perfect. He's never, I don't, I'm not sure he's a top 10 quarterback. This probably is better than, than anyone could reasonably expect, but I'm not, I think I said this two weeks ago. I'm not against re-signing Gino and using our top picks to like, bring in a premier pass rusher and shore up the offensive line and, and like really make this team the best team we can around Gino. That's not, uh, that doesn't seem unreasonable to me anymore. Am I crazy for that? Eric? Uh, I don't think you're crazy. I would probably just like another, a young quarterback who's going to be a stud just to ensure the future. But uh, looking at Gino's games, especially like going back to, like you said, Atlanta uh, over 300 yards passing, Detroit, he took over, had a great game as well. New Orleans, great game. In Arizona, no touchdowns, no interceptions. We we won that game. But what's important to note is that we didn't need Geno in that game. We didn't need him to be oh. super special. We needed him to just be, I guess, a Con- game manager, right? Control, con- he controlled the ball and didn't didn't give up a fumble or a pick, even though he was getting sacked a lot. Yes. Um, m- much more much more than he has in any other game so far exactly this and so a guy in that situation is getting beat up what's the worst thing he did he managed the game and it gave us a chance to win which we did pretty impressive didn't panic yeah yeah didn't panic which like, a lesser a lesser quarterback and it's very possible that Gino, you know spent all this time you know he's he's had chances elsewhere he had chances with the giants he had chances with the jets to to kind of to kind of stick and, and be better but there's a reason teams keep have kept keeping this guy around that that he has gotten those opportunities over the years, it's because there is natural talent. He is a very good thrower of the football. He can run pretty well uh, when pushed, and so yeah, this is a, this is a good player, and he's he's really coming into his own right before our eyes. And I mean, the hints were there last year. I just refuse to look at them. I mean, he had five touchdowns versus one interception on almost seventy percent completion last year in his three games as a Seahawks starter. I just thought eh, it, it was against the, the one. He had the one really good game against the Jaguars, and the other two games he was just eh. And it's it was I decided it wasn't enough. I the, the hints were there. We could have found it. I guess so. I mean, we talked about DK uh, being a good fantasy option because we remember we said, hey, with Gino as a quarterback, he still looked for DK and DK had some really big games. Yeah. Well, we kind of gave that all to DK when we should have given it to the quarterback, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we should we should have gave Gino more credit. Uh, he they we wrote him off and he you know, we did. We did. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. So, yeah, Gino's an awesome. And. Uh, one other cool thing about this season is Gino is going to get a chance to get revenge on every team he's ever been on. I know. Is that I'm looking at the schedule and I was so, like, Ooh. so last week we played the chargers, which Gino was on in 2018. Then we're going to play his 2017 team next week in the giants. And then we have a date with the New York football jets, Oof. uh, for Gino Who to, would have thought to try that to this get would be the hard part of the schedule. Yeah. Crazy. So, so yeah, the, uh, Gino's Gino, the Gino revenge tour. I think when did we play the jets? So that's like week 11, 12. I don't yeah. know. It's pretty, no, it's 17. It's, it's almost pretty late. The end of the year. Is it really 17? That's, uh, yeah, that's the second to last yeah, second week. week. So, yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the offense. Any other notes for the offense before we flip over to the defense? Um, I'll just go over the receivers really quick. I really liked how yeah. we spread the ball around. We had seven oh, yeah, we... different people catching the ball. Mm-hmm. And I forgot, man, DK with the knee. Yeah, DK with the knee. Best tweet, I think, tweet of the game goes, DK Metcalf carted off the field. Looks like a knee injury. 
no idea if he has to go to the bathroom or not. And, and it looked like a, if you watch the clip back, his knee is red. So like the, something happened and they are saying it's like something's going on with his pat- patella or something. I don't know. It's no tendon damage, nothing like that. Um, DK, uh, Pete Carroll said in his press conference, DK was uh, working out at the facility and wants to play this week, but he's not a, and he said, you know, we're going to do everything we can so that can happen, but we'll do it safe. Or I guess if he some, lands, some Pete, land on some both Pete feet. Carrollism. Yeah. He, he said, uh, what did he has? a little patellar problem which means like oh that means a cadaver went out and took the tendon out for itself yeah um marquis goodwin great game uh six seven yards two touchdowns tyler lockett all over the place seven receptions uh only 45 yards it doesn't matter he he moved the sticks uh disley was in at it uh parkinson rare uh rare appearance showed up and uh of course, DJ Dallas, yeah. Noah Fant, and more, Eskridge got some targets, but uh, more tight ends in the slot too. Fifteen yes. snap, fifteen of our twenty-five uh, pass plays uh, had a wide or a tight end lining up in the slot. Just something to keep an eye on. That's how they want to use these guys. They want to use the the big slot receiver, try to create a mismatch there with either the size or the speed, depending on which tight end. Because you know Fant is fast, Disley is big. The Marquise Goodwin too. You brought him up. He is just a proof case that if you can do one thing really well uh <laughs> you can you can make it in this league yeah right? like there's there's no there's no reason that you uh you you can't you can't make it marquise goodwin is just he's very fast and it's not just track speed i mean he's fast in pads like that guy moves and there's team struggle to cover him and yeah it's just i mean he's really short that's the that's that's the re- that's the reasoning that he you know hasn't you know put together like a hundred reception year or whatever but this guy can can get after it but that's and, another body out there that people now have to account for and uh percent disley looking back at it are you are you as salty as you were at the disley contract or are you kind of relaxing I like felt, i am i mean it's i don't feel like it's it's terrible value i just want to know who we were bidding against did someone really come in there with a better contract than that and it just felt like there's a classic thing that happens with our seahawks which is we pay more that for guys than other teams do it. It just seems like to me, like was someone really dying to come out here and give Will Disley 10 million in guarantees? Like, I just don't see it coming off the, he has an Achilles and a a serious knee injury. That's insane that there's no, yeah, there was no team dying to give him 10 million in guarantees, but whatever. I, I just, He's a good football player. Yeah. He can block. He can he can play. He can play. He's been good for us this year, 100%. He's the 18th highest paid tight end um by AAV. I think that's probably too high, but it's not it's not egregious. It's not crazy to me. Okay, defense. Defense. Now, what what a day because normally so far this season we've had to say, well, one side of the ball played bad and the other side of the ball played good. Today, we don't have to do that, Eric. I know complete performance but you got to start with the start of the game eric 71 snaps we played a ton of defensive snaps in this game and uh a player stood out that i think if you would have given me 11 guesses as to which starter would be the standout this might have been like my ninth or tenth guess ryan neal yeah wow wow ball hockey extraordinaire (laughs) interception and three pass breakups Yeah. yeah he was all over that ball just have you noticed every single week this the secondary is um i guess it's so if you start the dial at one at the beginning of the season 
every week mm-hmm. it's going up. Like every week they're, we're gelling. We really they're it's gelling. is is it a little is it a little early to say that we might have a decent secondary? Everyone's saying that the defense started terrible and now they're excellent. I'm not ready to say our defense is excellent right now, but it's certainly looking like we're we went from bend, we're probably gonna break. Uh, ben not break as much now to like, wow, we're actually like we're causing turnovers. We we said last week that this is a great litmus test for where our team is as an off or as a defensive line, because if they if they can't take advantage of this Chargers offensive line that is just beat to hell, yeah, they, they, they are just they are just absolutely beat. They, everyone is injured. If we can't take advantage of this, this defensive line, then we're not we're not good. You know, like it's. It's a, it's, it's not great. Uh, 22 pressures. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, uh, they figured it out, man. They, they were, they were, Nuosu had six, Harris had four, Taylor had two, and then a bunch of guys had one, like almost every single guy got into the backfield at some point. And Nuosu a, leads the NFL in pressures. That's right, crazy. Uh, As Seahawks. Depending on, depending on who you ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> That's that, that. There's other there's other stat services that have him like seventh, but either way, who cares? Like tenth, seventh, first. Like he has a lot of pressures. That's yeah. all I care about. Uh, Daryl Taylor coming alive again in this game. Yeah, Daryl Taylor. Um, after so after we was, kind of wrote him off a couple weeks ago, he he woke up. So <laughs> what did we say that what did we say that he needed to do though, Eric? Uh, what did we say? Play play less. Play more play meaningful less. snaps. Play a role. Yes. He needed to be in there as a pass rusher. Daryl Taylor played 31 snaps in this game. How many snaps do you think he rushed the passer on? Uh, I'm going to say, what, 27? 27 is exactly right, yeah, I read man. You killed it. I read it. Night. Oh, I you know. read it. I did it. Well, I remembered it. I don't have it in front oh. of me, but I, because I looked at it, I was like, wow, Daryl Taylor's doing some, some work here. Like, I want to see yeah. this. They, they got, they got him into a role. They figured out that, hey, you know, Daryl Taylor, stand up linebacker coverage guy. Eh, not that good. Just not. He's okay. He's not okay football. But Daryl Taylor, pass rusher. Mm, that's the dude. That's yeah. the guy we. That's the guy we want. That's the guy out there getting strip sacks. When I remember you know? it, you know that was something he did last year. Uh, amongst you know, he kind of played the utility role, but he was really good at you know pass rushing. I don't know what it was this year if they just kind of had to get him like back running again. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it seems I, like it was kind of planned. There has been a philosophy shift where some, these guys are now playing. You can see the roles in the stat sheet and you also can see it on the field. These guys are playing a rotation. It's a rotation now. And these guys are all playing different roles. Uh, some of these guys are pass rushers. Some of these guys are in there like Mafe. Mafe's in there on, uh, in there to defend the run and drop into coverage more on his 28 snaps, only 14 of them. We're rushing the passer. He's he's playing more of the the uh, kind of utility linebacker role. He had two run stops though. He played pretty yes, good in this game. He's um, stopping really, guys at the line, which is important. Yeah, really. He's he's standing up well in the run game. He's the other side of that coin, right? That you need. Not every guy can be a Michael Bennett. You know, Michael Bennett could play on all downs, right? Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett was good in the run game. He was good in the pass game. It didn't matter what the situation was. Cliff Averill, on the other hand, some guys are Cliff Averills. Cliff Averill was better if you could let him just go out there and do his work, get out there and use beautiful pass rush moves to get after the passer, right? Some of these, some people are just Cliff Averills, and that's okay. You need every type, right? It takes every guy. And we talked about it in offense with Marquis Goodwin. If you can do a thing really well, you can be an effective NFL football player. And Taylor, what's the thing he does well? Get after the passer. Yeah. 
that they get out there and get after the passer then young man like be aggressive i love it i love what pete has done with this defense um it's we've really turned the corner i agree i, I think it's it's something good to see we have we've had shelby harris being um i don't know a bit of an anchor on the defense kind of be just being consistently decent for us. He was there again, but for with those four pressures, man, just such a good game. I'm going to pretend that Kevin's here and I'm going to say, guys, how about the return of Bruce Irvin? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was pass rushes. Got it. Got a nice, had a really nice pressure that affected the game. It just felt good seeing him. I don't know. Like when, when he left it, I guess it was time, but man, seeing him back, like (laughs) as the grizzled veteran, I don't know. It, it makes me feel old, but I also thought it was really cool. Yeah. It, I mean, it's nice to have those links back to the original LOB and that this is now he's the, he's the guy. Now he's the guy that links us back, you know, now that Bobby's gone. So it's, it's great to have that, that link back to our, to our history, you know, Al Woods with one, uh, with one tackle and it was a hell of a tackle. Yeah. He did not play very much. I do you get the impression. I didn't notice him on the injury report. I got, I can look. No, again, but... I, he's so what, uh, Easing, they're easing him back in, right? Like, this, yeah, he had an injury and then he had a bad game, probably related to the injury. And he's been playing nose, and I feel like he disappears a little when he plays nose, but it it worked for us this week really well. I feel like they, yeah, I feel like we got ahead and they were like, "All right, Al Woods, you're done. Uh, let's let's get Miles Adams out yeah, there." <laughs> probably right, <laughs> which is fine. Miles Adams isn't bad, but yeah, if they if if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, yeah. What up? Hey, Puna Ford knocking down that pass. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved how Mark Sanchez said, uh, look at the vertical leap on <laughs> his feet, both just firmly square yeah. on the ground. Hey man, we always talked about how big long arms he has. He's Sam Perkins of, of the Seahawks and I'll take it. All right. Kevin's not here for this and I'm sad, but Trey Brown posted on Instagram on his story that today, zero, 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 zero. It was like a clock. That's pretty All on zeros. Ooh. So Trey Brown is back. I think is he going to start pushing Michael Jackson for the job immediately? What what is he? Would you think that he's in there? He's going to be in there competing, or is he going to have to work his way in with an injury? Give it two weeks. Give it two weeks. Two weeks. Um, Michael Jackson is the only. I don't want to say the only member. I don't want to like pin anything on Michael Jackson, but uh, he he. I know. <laughs> so every time I say his name, I'm like, Ugh. uh, Shimon. Yeah, Michael Jackson is the only Shamauna. member of this uh, of this secondary that I I'm not super impressed with, and that feels really bad to say. Like Kobe Bryant, he's not even bad though. No, like, that's the thing Michael he's, Jackson, he's, he's just, just, he's, just he's, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, there's nothing. He's not playing bad. He's the reason that we put Sidney Jones on the trade block. Yes, like, he's good enough, and he's good enough to start every week. But... And Kobe Bryant isn't. Uh, I don't know. He's growing every week. He's getting better every week. Neil had a hell of a game. Tariq wait, wait. Woolen. Uh, oh, did you, say, did you say? Kobe. Did you say? Kobe. Yeah, um, Tariq Woolen, I'm kind of over Slow. him. He's got a, you know, he didn't have an interception this week, so it's time to get yeah, no, down, cre- buddy. Cre- he didn't create a turnover. Give me a break. Yeah. Really great pass breakup, but come on. Yeah. Uh, so here's 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 some interesting Seahawks stuff about the defense that we're playing. Is that we're lining up with a lot of really weird fronts and uh, just different stuff. In this game, uh, we had three safeties on the field, 16 snaps. Uh, Kobe Bryant was on the field for 68 of the 71 snaps. So he's basically on the field all the time. Three safeties. Uh, we had Quandre so, Diggs, who had a decent game. I'm guessing Adams. Which, who so, was our so, third safety? Neil. Neil played 71 snaps, had six tackles uh, for... Was he in safety a, the whole time? Yeah. I guess I he mean, was. That's the thing. That's the thing is they 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 pushed him up into the box a lot. 
they used they used him okay so his alignment his alignment count okay he of the 71 snaps he played 27 in the box 32 at free and 11 he lined up in the slot on a receiver like they just moved neil around and then they brought in josh jones for 16 snaps josh jones on those 16 snaps he played 13 of them at free so basically almost okay. every time playing out there at, at at free safety so they they use this like these safety looks where they basically use neil as like a linebacker almost um but also kobe's also in the game all the time with michael jackson and Tariq Woolen. like these they they just I guess um, that makes sense because neil isn't playing the slot corner but it sure as hell looked like he played the slot corner all game. Yeah, but he, yeah, he was just in the box yeah. a lot. And okay, I and it's like it's clever. It's they're getting they're finding ways to get more defensive backs on the field. Deal with these modern defenses. I think this was their original plan was to use Jamal like they're using Neil now with, which is like keep him in the box a lot, move him around the formation, put him in the slot some, put him at free, put three safeties on the field. Like this was their original plan. I don't know if they had the confidence to execute it with Ryan Neal until this week, but they unleashed it on this Broncos offense and it looked good. Chargers offense. Was... Yeah. Char- Chargers. Offense. I know you're, you're in love with making fun of the Broncos. So am I, it's uh, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to pig pile on Jamal Adams while he's hurt, but uh, you know, a veteran going down and young guys having to step up and not even, you know, Ryan Neal isn't all that young. Um, maybe he's, you know, a couple year veteran. He's like 27. Yeah. Man. That's he, that's old man of football. It's just um, it's good to see the young guys step up. It's good to see the guys, you know, who are next up kind of take that next, big step. Next man up. Next baby, man up. Yeah. But also taking a step. And, um, you know, Jamal Adams, that's another chapter. We can address that. But right now I'm like, man, when you come back, you better be at defensive end all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have used him all over the field. It would have been really interesting to see. They had big plans for this defense, I think. And then it took them a while to adjust. It, the the Jamal Adams injury had an impact and and not in just in a way, but the, the scheme, the scheme had to change based on that. And it took them time to figure it out. Do you wish, do you wish grandpa Pete could have figured it out faster? Oh well, yeah, of course. course. Yeah, of course. Like it, it would be nice if he could figure it out faster, but that, uh, that's not, that's not the way it happened. That's, uh, but it's just, we, in a different, we move, we, we move slow and, uh, maybe we need, maybe we had to do a couple accountability meetings and yeah, some, uh, tell the truth Mondays. But that you know what Pete's got a swagger back on the sideline. He's having fun mm-hmm. with the guys. Um, he's I mean, he's messing with he's messing with the media now because like everyone trashed him in the offseason. Well, he's, he's messing not. with the media, but he also likes with Cody Barton. Uh, I don't know if you saw he did this little dance of like his impersonation of Cody Barton looked on the field. It's pretty funny. And also uh, when Gino was yelling at the ref, did you see that that part where uh, the calm down you, calm down thing? Honestly, talking a, about? it's a good coach move, man. And especially yeah. for the, the oldest coach in the league that everyone kind of clowns on. And uh, whoever that the, tw- the Twitter master from Denver wrote, like everyone's, you know, excited about, you know, this Pete Carroll keeping Pete Carroll around is better than keeping Russell Wilson around. Well, we talked about that, like, you know, in the offseason, don't here's the th- don't get sick of winning. And the guy who's brought you all the success, keep following him. Go back to the AFC. I'm going to go back to the AFC North podcast we did. Okay. And I talked about Pittsburgh and I said, infrastructure matters, right? Mm -hmm. Infrastructure matters. And Pittsburgh Steelers have wonderful infrastructure with their longtime head coach, Mike Tomlin. And there are lots of complaints you can make about Mike Tomlin. He's too conservative. He never goes for it on fourth down. Um, His deep, his defensive calling is, is, is a little stale, but guess what? They just keep winning. The infrastructure matters. 
The same thing is true of Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. And maybe, maybe Russell Wilson convinced us that the infrastructure wasn't that good, right? By complaining about it in the media, by talking bad about the offensive line, talking about, oh, the, maybe, maybe we started to think, you know what, maybe Pete's infrastructure isn't that good. I think at this point you can say clearly the infrastructure is great. Like yeah. Pete has Pete built the organization into what it is today. And because of that, when he decides to hang it up the same way that Pittsburgh passed it from Cower to Tomlin, I'm sure his successor will be able to use that infrastructure to continue the success um, that we're having right now. I mean, it's just the infrastructure matters and it, it's all in place. Every, the culture of this team is just absolutely fantastic. And that matters. It matters in the NFL because all of these guys are good at football. There ain't hardly anyone in the NFL that that sucks. Yes. Yeah. But 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 the, if you if you can get the right infrastructure, right supports around these guys, and use the get the get the right players in to play the roles that they need to play, you can you can create what the Seahawks have, which is a team that is going to be competitive for a playoff spot. I'm not even going to guarantee we're going to get one. I'm still not there yet. I'm still not there on the like, oh, we're definitely making the playoffs. We're we're competitive though. And we said this towards the start. They're not gonna try to lose. <laughs> it's Pete, it's Pete freaking Carroll. He's not gonna try to lose. He's just not gonna do it. He ain't gonna come out here and try to lose games. That's not who he is. Oh, you're right. We knew it, we knew it from the start. That's why we all predicted seven or eight wins for this team. And here we are. Probably gonna do better than that because it's it's Gino is just a lot better than I expected. That's the big that's the big wild card that I just could never have have a have expected, I think so. that's a great, great thing you said about the infrastructure, though. You're 100% correct. And, uh, you know, all the talking heads on TV need to get with that because that's a really good breakdown. But you also provided an amazing segue. Oh, yeah. You said, uh, you know, seven to eight wins. I think we're going to get past that. I think there's a good chance we do it. Well, what better way to start than taking on the New York football Giants? The New York football giants. Yeah. That's, oh. that's still a thing. Apparently because... I like the New York football. I like the New York football jets. Uh, I like the <laughs> New York football Islanders of hockey. Okay. What, what is there to say about the giants? Okay. Let's start with the offense. And I know you've, you've had this prep for a couple of weeks, Nathan. Yes. I did my giants <laughs> prep last week. I watched the giants because I wanted to understand because they're playing really good, right? They're five and one. Why are they good? So here's why they're good. Okay. And it is their offense. They are good because of their offense. They have built an offense around the talent, these two, around two people, okay? Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. These two players have unique skill sets, and Daniel Jones is very good, a very good runner of the football. And I think, um, you know, when when their new coach comes in, right, uh, from Buffalo, I'm, I'm corpsing because I'm, I'm forgetting the name. It's right not now. Judge Joe Judge. Brian Dable. Brian Gosh, Dable. I knew it. Okay, so Brian Dable comes in. I Googled it, but I figured it out before it even loaded. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, the, so Brian Dable comes in. He realizes, recognizes very quickly, Daniel Jones is a really athletic quarterback. I'm going to play to his strengths. His strength is running. Also, Andrew Thomas is an absolute monster at left tackle. Just a, just a mammoth, amazing player. Okay, we picked him at number four overall in 2020, and he is as good as advertised. Maybe that rookie year wasn't so good, but he is just awesome. We're going to run behind him a lot. Okay, and you know what? It's you know what? It's working. Okay, mm-hmm. it's working because those two, those three guys together—Jones, Barkley, and Thomas—are dominating football games. Okay, they are they are taking over football games and making it really difficult on on the other team. You can so, tell when everyone out there the, is saying or they're asking, "Is Saquon Barkley the best running back in football?" To which I, I saw that 
I saw that until, uh, until he gets hurt. Maybe. Well, I saw that tease and I'm like, man, what a difference a coach makes. Cause yeah. this was, I, is this guy, should this guy play for any team? Is he done? That was, you know, less than a year ago. Yeah. Last year he looked, yeah. Last year he looked washed and Joe, the Joe judge or what their coach was Joe judge. And their offense coordinator was Jason Garrett. That'll do so it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll wash anyone out. <laughs> that'll make anyone look bad. Like I, I don't know what they were thinking. So yeah, I'm Saquon looks really good. He's, he's a really good player. He gets loose on the outside. He's really dynamic in space. He's like a player that the Seahawks have have who is always hurt. Yeah. Um, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny and Taquan Barkley are very similar uh, in the way that they, if you can get them in space, if you can give them some room to work, boy, howdy are, is the other team in trouble? Yeah. You're going to burn people big, up. big trouble. Um, 17 runs of 10 yards or more on the season. Now, our, I think our running back is better. Not going to lie, but Saquon does some things in the passing game that, that are really special. You think, you think um, Kenny Dubs is better than Saquon Barkley? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Kenny Kenny Walker, uh, just just as a runner of the football, I'm, I'm into it. I'm okay. into I'm right. I, I will be to, willing to say know. that maybe next year if he keeps it going. You, I like your I like your enthusiasm. If you do you want to hear some some stats to to back it up? Yes. How about this? Um, in four game or no, sorry, in, in six games, but in 67 carries, Ken Walker has 25 missed tackles forced in Saquon Barkley has 143 carries. How many tacklers do you think he's made miss 30 something 24? Wow. One less. See, one I was less thinking tack- it'd be a little more, but which we'd still eclipse him. Hmm. No. Yeah. That's just else. as a, just as a pure runner of the football. I think there are very few guys operating on Kenneth Walker's level right now this year. Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, inexplicably has yeah. it's just it's just absolutely <laughs> killing it. He's exploded I, when he was washed as well. But like, I don't think there's a lot of guys that 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 I would say those two guys are the only ones that I would say are clearly better than Kenneth Walker, just as a pure runner of the football. Now there are other parts of paying running playing running back where other guys are ahead of him. Okay, like Christian McCaffrey, for example, catches a lot better. Ramondre Stevenson too just as a runner and catcher doing better. But K9, as just a pure runner of football, as good as it gets in the NFL right now. That being said, they built their offense around these three guys. They're tough to stop. Their defense, I do not think it's very good. No, so I was waiting for you to for you to get somewhere. It's, How are the Giants winning? You went over all these great offensive stats. Well, look at, you could just take the, and here's here's my stat dump for you. You can take everything the Giants have done on offense, which is all very good and mostly through running. They convert a third of their third downs. Like for, for every three, they're converting a third. However, their opponents, their opponents have almost as many yards as the Giants. They're converting third downs uh, basically 40% of the time, 43% of the time, I think, doing the quick math. Um, it's It's quite a different story in the realm of like how our defense is doing and how the Giants defense is doing. Now there's one problem with their defense though, is that their, their defense does have a strength and it is unfortunate that it very strongly aligns with the weakness of the Seahawks offense. Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are two of the best interior defensive players in the entire national football league. Dexter Lawrence already has four sacks and 25 pressures up the middle. Leonard Williams is a, uh, uh, is a machine in the interior as well. He's got eight pressure interior pressures. These guys are really good football players. And th- that's basically it. The rest there. So we need to figure out a way to slow down these interior defenders. Uh, 
because with with the guys that we have. That's it. If we can do that, this game we can we we're we're winning this football game. I mean, is it as simple as bringing a tight end inside a block? Is I don't I don't I know how we do this with our running backs. A, I was gonna say I think you have to like I think we need to see like blocking running back like. Who who's our best blocking running back available? It's gotta be DJ Dallas. Is Travis Homer still a thing? Is... Travis Homer is hurt. That's he is. I and we have DJ Dallas. I mean it's, it's Ken Walker, DJ Dallas, and it's Tony Jones Jr. Tony oh, I forget Tony, about Tony Jones. Tony, 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 June Jones Jr., man. That's it. That's all we got. Jeez. I, I think I mean, we, we could put him in to see, you know. We could throw Ballore out there, I guess, uh, for to block, but I don't I don't think that's a good idea. No, and Kayvon Thibodeau's is uh, you know He's all right. He's He's hot and cold, but when he's hot, he has, it's it's dangerous. Uh, when he he's a being a bonehead, uh, you know, it's it's something else. The, the, the learning curve for uh, I mean, he has one sack this year, and it was a very impactful sack. It's yeah. the sack that beat that beat Baltimore. But but uh, but Thibodeau is 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 solid. It, he's not spectacular yet. It take edge rushing in the NFL takes time. You know, it takes time, and he's going to struggle against our our tackles. I think our tackles are going to going to have a fine day against him. I'm mostly worried about these interior guys, man. Dexter Lawrence could have two sacks in this game and both of them could be very impactful. And the thing that sucks is, you know, sacks just get you so off schedule and it makes the, everything so hard for the offense. So yeah, but I mean, their defense is terrible. 29th in DVOA. Uh, their offense is seventh. It's a good offense. So we'll see. We'll see if the Seahawks can basically, can they bottle up those two interior guys enough to keep our offense chugging? And then can our defense continue to improve? We're now up to 19th in DVOA on defense from like, I think we we're 31st or something like four Yeah, that's ago. approaching middle of the pack, and I'll take that. Yeah, and, and the, can we slow that Giants running game down? That's a, It's a tough running game. They're doing a lot of uh, cool things with Jones and uh, Saquon running the football uh, behind behind good old Andrew Thomas. Okay, uh, I think it's time for predictions. Eric, what do you got? <sighs> this is hard because I – what is the game in New York – no, it's 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 here in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, I I believe it's going to be a shootout. I did not believe that about the Chargers. We've gone over the stats about how if we're going to win this game, it's going to have to be a shootout because that's what the Giants will allow. Um, Gino takes some coverage sacks. I like how you said it's a shootout, but this is like a running team versus a, a low key running team. So, 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 so shootout, shootout, shootout point wise, shootout point wise. Like, yeah, I believe you're going to see a, a higher scoring game, not as much as the Chargers, but I think you're approaching the late twenties in this. I don't, I don't see how that's that's not going to happen unless it's pouring down rain, which it's possible. Um, Gino has coverage sacks, and Gino holds onto the ball too much, and when he goes and runs back like Russ did. Uh, it's not as pretty. That's a little uh, gift to you, Russ. Uh, just a little love for you. Uh, I have the Giants 29 and the Seahawks 27. Oh, okay. I'm going to go 27-23 Giants. I think, or I mean Seahawks. Oh, wow, okay. Eh, You're going Seahawks, not, so. not Giants, no. Okay. Seahawks. I think we're better. I think we're a slightly better team than them. Uh, most advanced stats are pointing in that direction. I think we're slightly better. I wanted to talk about that before we hit the, the Patreon. Uh plug and everything eric okay so where do we rank in the hierarchy of nfl teams because i started to think about it and you know there are three teams that are obviously the cream of the crop this year right Mm -hmm. kansas city buffalo philadelphia those three teams are good i don't think anyone would argue they're good they're very good is there another team to you that is very clearly better than the seahawks right now 
I would maybe go the Ravens, even though they're really inconsistent. I just yeah, think like, the Ravens are better. But like we're in there with them. Like there's like the five and two Cowboys, the four and three Ravens, the four and three Bengals, the five and one Vikings. Like four and three Bengals are... is a mirage, man. There's they are they're still playing with a hangover. Dallas is interesting because I I have not watched a Dallas game at all this year. Okay, they've been in primetime a couple times, so I've seen yeah, them. Yeah, and I, they're, I'm just, they're solid. man, I'm 45. I'm so, I've been watching the Cowboys for like 43 years when I don't want to. Like ever since I was two, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. So um, I I am not watching them. Are they any good or are they just opportunistic? I don't know. I, I just think like we're in the mix with those teams that, that we just talked about. Every team except those top three. I don't think that other teams, those teams are clearly better than us. I think they're, we are right there with them. Maybe you could say like, yeah, Baltimore is better. And I wouldn't disagree with that, but I don't think that they're way better than us. You know, that's just, I think you're right. Just, I think the, just, the three teams you mentioned is cream of the crop. Yeah. Those are the teams that we'd have to that's be tier, scared. That's of. tier one. That's tier one. Those are the scary teams. Right. But then we're in tier two. Like, I just, I just don't think there's, a, there's a tier above us there. We're in tier two with this big clump of like, I don't know, Titans, 49ers. There's a bunch of teams that are just slightly, that feel just slightly above average. And we're in the, we're in the mix, bro. We're in the the mix. Like we're in there. We're in there. We're not in the bad teams. We're in the, we're in the mix with the, we did it pretty, pretty all right team. We're in, we're in tier two with the thing that's weird about this year's NFL is I think there's only really like two, two or three good. There's only the three good teams. That's it. Those, the other team, every other team is pretty flawed. Um, Dallas field. I think Dallas is the one that feels like they could jump up to the next level. They have a lot of talent. Their defense is playing really good. Uh, Diggs seems like he made the leap from being a guy who gets interceptions to a guy who's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that could be a, that could be a problem, a problem for us. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's really fun. The CX season has been fun. I mean, Gino is nuts. Like the Gino thing is, is Gino the new Drew Brees? Oh, geez. Come on. Come on now. They're both second round picks. Their first name has four letters and their last name has five letters. Eric, think about it. I guess it has to be it. Yes. Then there's, <laughs> it could be, you've, you've given me the argue, evidence. Can't argue with that. Just the number of letters things. So, all right, let's, let's get into uh Patreon. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so is head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. Only 12s.com just renewed. Uh, so yeah, you could go to there too. That takes you to our, website just click anywhere on the screen there's a there's a joke landing page uh thanks to those who support the show emmanuel andy brett cooper do it all for the two g evan Floctimus, gavin greta james jose joshua lucas rad dad nikki c ryan timothy tom astro blake bob casey david Foles, jay michelle mike mike richard thomas warwolf brendan and nick everyone else who supports the show thank you guys we appreciate it um all right eric yes sir we're gonna do we're gonna try to what we're gonna try to do is we're gonna we're gonna do a pan we're gonna do a draft Okay, I had a really fun like uh, candy-based trivia game for you and Kevin, but uh, Kevin's power had to go out. So womp, womp. <laughs> uh, and so now we're gonna do a uh, candy draft. And since you beat me at fantasy football this week, you get to go first. Wow. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna draft candies. We're each gonna draft five. We're gonna explain why we make them our picks. And then we're going to see which the Discord, if the Discord likes Eric's bag of candy. So I want you to imagine there is a bowl of candy in front of you. You say trick or treat. Every candy on earth is in this bowl. Okay. But it's got to be like Halloween candies. You know, you can't say like the dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's or something like that. Like you got to be in the, like, it's got to be a big name. 
Right, exactly. It's got to be a name. You know, you know, you know the, you know how it works. You, you, you're not new to this, playing these games with me. So, all right, Eric, who can? We're gonna see who can make the best candy bag between me and you. All right. So you're up first. What are you gonna take? What's, what's your first overall pick? I'm gonna go ahead and write it down for you because I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're gonna pick. Uh, you might be surprised. Uh, like fantasy football, I'm playing to win. Unlike fantasy football, I think I have a chance to win this. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you beat me last week. Yeah. Well, uh, inside baseball for everyone. Uh, fantasy football is really weird this year and our league is much different and it is just it is ugly out there it has been wonky this year for me i like one week i'll score like 200 points which is a lot for our league and then the next week i'll score 99 and it's like i don't even know what's going on with my team i beat nathan by four points and what i had four guys score zero yeah i had one guy score zero but i had like i had only i only had two guys score like over 10 or something it was a terrible week I mean, Eno Benjamin was my best player by leaps and bounds. Thank God for Nick Folk and his two points. Yeah, exactly. If New England just kicks a field goal, I think I win. But yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's let's leave that. Let's leave that so, in the past. <laughs> so let's go. Uh, you know, he's staring me right in the face. Reese's peanut butter cups, number one. Right, so that is what I wrote, and you you made me think you weren't going to pick it. See, I didn't think you. But, uh, I thought you were going to put like one of my favorites down. So. No, 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 no. I, Reese's. So Reese's is the is the popularity pick, right? It's the it is like the most popular candy, um, unless you're allergic to peanuts. Like, there's really, I think, few candies better than Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, I don't even think, I think anything. Uh, I think picking anything else would be would be unwise. Kind of crazy, you, yeah. What do you What do you think? Are, is it Is it a uh, Where's it ranked for you? Is it your favorite candy? It isn't because like, I in, in the in the in the in the bowl or is it i have a couple bars that i like which you know i'll, I'll keep for afterwards so, like you'll know you're, oh you're keeping them secret because you don't want me to snipe them because right <laughs> I, I get two picks I get but two picks right here. but i mean reese's it's Steal. it's so it's so loved you can just you can't just have seven of them yeah oh, once man, you pop eat. one you gotta just keep going so so my wife put the she put all the candy my in wife. the candy bowl like like a week ago and then I said, oh, no, I said, I said, <laughs> no. why did you, I said, why did you do this? There will be no That's... peanut butter cups left in here by the time Halloween rolls around. I will eat every single peanut butter cup. And the other candy I'll eat every single one of, Eric. Yes. Kit Kats. All so right. I'm going to take, take Kit Kat. I, I, I will take every Kit Kat out of the bag. Now, I will say this. I ate the seasonal Kit Kat this year. The pumpkin pie Kit Kat. Oh, tell me more. Um. It was the it was a horrible experience. Oh, one okay. of the absolute worst candies I've ever put in my mouth. Mm. Um, the seasonal Kit Kat is trash. Do not eat it. I mean the chocolate Kit Kat, obviously. <laughs> um, my wife, I was like, you got to try this. You got I, I and I sold it like it was good. So I said, <laughs> you got to try this. She took a bite, looked at me, and went, "This tastes like a candle." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So yeah. That, that's the that is the seasonal pumpkin pie Kit Kat. If you like the pumpkin pie Kit Kat, I'd love to hear what what's wrong with you. Like what happened to you as a child that made you? That? I'm gonna take next pick. Um, Lime is back, so guess what? I'm back. Skittles. Oh wow, coming okay. in for me number three overall. Skittles is really good candy uh, as long as it's lime and not green apple. And so because of that, gotta get Skittles in here. I love love getting Skittles. Um, it's probably my my favorite fruit candy I could get in a candy dish there's one other fruit candy i really like but i'll hope i'll hope to pick it up later all right what do you what do you got here Eric? also side note with uh you know the candy being set out hey uh kids in the what north tacoma browns point neighborhood i hope you enjoy dots 
Hope you is enjoy Dots and Smarties because that's all that's left in, in no. Santa's house. <laughs> no, I'm just only eating the Reese's Cups. Okay. I got still got M&M's. I still got all kinds. There's all kinds of good stuff in there. Starburst. Starburst, yeah. Just, yeah. The, just the, the lesser candies. The, well, maybe you're maybe you're maybe you're about to pick Starburst. No, my uh, I'll, I'll go my number uh, my number two pick. It's got to be the, my first candy bar is coming off the board, and that's Snickers. Now, Snickers is the best candy bar to pick. I I, I dig it. Kevin I it Kevin does not like Snickers. Uh, he thinks it's inferior. I think that that's uh, Infer- inferior to what he just I I don't know. We had this big talk one. I think it was like two years ago, driving home from podcast. I was like, how can you not like Snickers? And then for 20 minutes, he just listed everything on earth. that was better than Snickers. And it was like, you know, post-war Europe was better than Snickers. Uh, you know, the <laughs> a working Volkswagen is better than Snickers. And I was like, oh, you're no. nuts, man. So, uh, so I'm going Snickers and I got two in a row here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep a theme. Let's make uh, my first actual, what I would say candy. Um, something that isn't uh, like a, a gooey bar sort of thing. And I'm going peanut M&Ms. Okay. So I got that peanuts. My... First three picks. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're allergic to peanuts, Eric's candy bag will murder you. Yeah, this is um, this is a little bit of a risk. But, I mean, I think that peanut M&Ms are the superior M&M. Yeah, it is. I mean, I would have taken peanut M&Ms in my next round of picks here. So I'm not like, I'm not bagging on you for the pick. I just, uh, I just think it's funny that you took three three uh you know candies that would yeah would kill people. it's uh it's it's candies and chinese food that's the only way i eat my peanuts all right well you're making it tough for me um because i just there's a couple things that i'm thinking i'm trying i'm trying to str- strategize here and make sure i can pick off the things that you might want um how many rounds are we doing we're doing five okay so your, your next time you pick it that will be it for you so I, I really want to block you. So I, I'm going to take I'm going to take another fruit candy. I think this is my next favorite fruit candy that I could possibly get. I'm going to go with Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, that's definitely Sour your Patch thing. Kids. Sour Patch Kids are really good. Good um, call. I'm not I'm not a, you know, and I'm thinking about other fruit candies that I could possibly take like Nerds or um, I could take Swedish Fish. You could take uh, Laffy Taffy. You could take... You know, there's a lot of choices there. There's like you could, I mean, you could go really stupid and get like Jolly Ranchers or Sweet Tarts or something. Gross. You could pick Air Airheads. Um, there's a lot of disgusting candies you could pick, but I think I want to just go with the uh, the classic here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rock your world here, Eric. Okay. Do you know they got? So we bought the fun size M and M's variety pack, and do you know what's in there? Regular M and M's, peanut M and M's. And one other kind of M&M's that I'm going to draft right here. Are they peanut butter M&M's? Yes. There you go. And I, I think that is the superior M&M to peanut M&M's and regular M&M's. That's the best M&M. And now that I now that I have it in my house as a Halloween candy, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going that direction. So leave it some good. I'm leaving some some juice on the board for you here, but um, I'm hoping I'm hoping to get something back. Let's see what let's see what happens. Eric, your last two picks. Okay. Um, this is where it's hard because I want to pick like my favorite my favorite i want to put in there you know what do i'm it. gonna do it i'm gonna put my favorite in there i'm picking twix twix is near and dear to my heart it's clogging a lot of arteries i love <laughs> twix and left twix or right twix i'm willing to take them both to to test anytime yeah, one after another will you eat them both at the same time yeah i mean stuff no 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 i i like to i like to you know take take my time with the twix man you got to enjoy it okay and then my my last pick, right? This is my last pick. 
This is it. I got three choices I'm going between. Should I tell candy you? corn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if Cir- Cirque, circus peanuts. If you're feuding and, with someone and Necco wafers. If you're if you're if you're beefing with someone out on Halloween, and you need something to throw. Yeah, we're going candy corn, hundred percent. Because they'll be uh, there ne- the next day. What What are the other bad ones? Good and plenty. Good and plenty. Um, jeez. Uh, somebody had gummy bears as a Halloween candy, and I was like, I mean, I oh was, yeah, you can get you can get Haribo gold bears, and I like candy. them okay. I, I uh, oh, I also think I think Laffy Taffy's one that's just ugh. no. I mean, what about hot? How do you feel about hot tamales? Uh, they're they're fine. They're like Mike and Ike's. They're uh, they're they're okay to have. I like them better than Mike and Ike's. Well, I mean, I'm those kind of candies. Mike and Ike's. What is that? The licorice one? Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. No, no, that's the cinnamon one. Oh, okay. Okay. Hot tamales. Yeah, Hot tamales great. are superior. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I could go with a, uh, you know, the, the chocolate bar, but I think I have enough of the chocolate. Um, I just say, if you go with five chocolate candies, you are just, I think you're ostracizing too many people. I could go <laughs> Butterfinger because it would keep with the peanut theme. And I think Kevin somewhere would be like, oh, Eric, Eric picked winners all the way around. But I, I'm enjoy. Uh, I'm also thinking of, I'm thinking of Junior Mints because a lot of people you, like those. I don't like Almond Joy, but if you don't take it, I'm picking it because I know people who like Almond Joy go f- mental for Almond Joy. I got like, it's like I got to get I a tangy just, candy in here, so I'm gonna I just go. Don't, I just never feel like a nut, you know. That's that's the problem. Is <laughs> most of the time I'm sitting around, I just don't, I just don't feel like a nut. Yeah, so you just mounds. You just you're a mounds guy. <laughs> I'm a mounds guy, yeah. But I'm I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna say mounds. No one no one likes mounds. Everyone likes almond. Joy. Yeah, because if you don't like, it, you just bite the almond there, off the top. There and is a it bar out. candy. There's a bar candy on the board right here that I don't think there's any chance that you're gonna take it. So I'm fine with just mentioning it. That is so good. Which one is it? I mean, try to guess what I'm thinking of. But it, it is so good. It's such a good candy. Is it Baby Ruth? It's hundred grand, dude. Oh yeah, that's this along the lines of butter, butterfinger. It's hundred hundred grand rules. Yeah, it does. Everyone forgets about it, like I just did. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a really solid candy. It's way better than like like I don't know. Some people might probably think like, oh, I want Hershey's cookies and cream. Uh, no, that's no. just it tastes like a like a diabetic coma in a bite. <laughs> I can just I can taste it right now, and I'm like, ugh. And I'm glad we've 14? just left Milky Way complete and and uh and. Three Musketeers just out. They're just the gross. Cold. They're just gross. I don't get it. If you like Milky Way, like my wife, I'm just like, why? Like, get get Snickers. Stick a peanut in there. It's better. Uh, my final pick. I'm going with Starburst. Um, yeah, I, think Star- I think Starburst rounds out your bag yes, better exactly. than, than most other choices. You got to have a kicker. You got to draft a kicker. So that's it. Uh, this is hard, man. Okay, so I'm between like hot tamales, hundred grand, <sighs> Charleston Chew. No, hell no. I'm not picking her I'm not picking Hershey's Kiss or Tootsie Pop either. Um, Eric, this is on my trivia. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop according to the licking machine built by the University of Purdue? Uh, something like 382 or something like that. Yeah, you're close. I was going to what I was going to do is I was going to make one of you say the number and then the person say if it was higher or lower. That's a clever way to do it, right? It is to to do that question. Okay. Um So, okay, let's that way you avoid the prices rice thing. I don't want to do Butterfinger. I think that's just out for me. It gets stuck in your teeth too much. It's like a, I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna do gummy. hot tamales because I think it's just like an outside the box pick that that it's fun and they're good. Like hot tamales are, are pretty fun. They're just like a nice cinnamon like chewy thing that that's just different. It's just different than most other candies too. So all right, go in the Discord. Tell us where we screwed up. In fact, you know what the best thing to do would be it's to build a five with the outside of what we pick, completely outside of what we pick that you think 
is better than these five candies. That would be that'd be the most fun to me. So I'm putting it in the Patreon channel in the Discord. All right, we'll see you guys later for Eric, and that's it. The ghost of Kevin. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks. <laughs>